This. This is, this is diversified, diversified, diversified game, game, game. game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. It's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, I have game all the way from Sierra Leone, Augustine Sensei Bangura. I got that, you guys. That just took a little bit of practice because of my American tongue. Augustine's going to forgive me. He is the founder of Sierra Agri Foods, and he's my money and my brain power and go build up uh, my homeland, which is Sierra Leone. Welcome to the show, Augustine. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Thank you very much, Kellen. Uh, uh, it's a great opportunity to be in this platform to talk to the wider world, especially Americans. Yes, and this is just the beginning because you have some great things that you're doing. And what you're doing is what we're talking about with even shirts like this in Invest in Africa Now and the Mall of Africa about Africa. And I think that a lot of YouTubers need to see this interview and have you on their platforms because you're doing some great things that folks can invest in. So tell us please about your background. And I have a lot of American friends that I've established relationship with. Uh-huh. I'm leveraging the social media. I've brought some of them here to Sierra Leone and um, some of them have been following from the United States from the United Kingdom. And um, this has been me, you know, leveraging social media, building worthy networks, bringing people to see actually what is going on here in Sierra Leone, to see for themselves the real um, opportunities, um, despite the challenges in a country like Sierra Leone. No, awesome, awesome. Well, I can get it wrong, but you're still doing the right thing. So, you. you know, and, and, and that's, that's a beautiful thing. So when did you start your journey to entrepreneurship and how did you get it started? Um, initially, when I started my early life, I had to go into the vocation of the priesthood. When I was young, I had this passion to become a priest and so... I told my my parents, I'm going to pursue the vocation. So I had to go to the seminary. I was there for four years, and I had to serve on to the capacity as the the senior prefect for the seminary. But then I had to think it over and came to realize that, no, I have a different calling other than becoming a priest. So I had to um, do my diploma in management and leadership with the Chartered Management Institute in the UK. And thereafter, it's an online program. Thereafter, I pursue my LLB studies. I read law at the University of McKinney. And um, during that course, I was contemplating, there was a particular moment I was thinking, say, yeah, we have a lot of young people aspiring to become lawyers in Sierra Leone. Sierra Leone is a small country in West Africa of about 7.5 million people. And a lot of people are becoming lawyers, lawyers, lawyers. The university attended, a lot of them coming on board um, to read law. And I said, what can I do to give my life more meaning other than becoming a lawyer? And there and about, I was thinking about agriculture. Why not becoming an entrepreneur? Then um, you specifically look at agriculture. Since agriculture is one of those um, resources we have as a country, 
that is pretty much sustainable and that has multiplier impact, not only on the economy of Sierra Leone, but on the lives of the ordinary citizens, especially the rural poor farmers who have been living lives without taking, living in the, um, I mean, backing on farming activities, but their that has not reflected much in their lives you know, taking them from one level to another. So I decided to intervene, uh, to, to step in into the entrepreneurship industry, but to specifically look at um, agricultural investment. Um, my vision by then was to ensure I create a brand that will have as its philosophy the system of shared prosperity, wherein we cater, um, we cater very good opportunities, impacting opportunities for people across our operation chain, starting with the local farmers we work with, especially the women who are mostly vulnerable here in our rural communities. Um, see how best we work with them. We create that market opportunities from them. We buy what they grow and we add value on them. We process them and then send them to the local market. So I said, yes, this is something I can I can do and that will create the kind of impact I'm really intending to, to make for the people of Sierra Leone, Africa, and the wider world. Awesome, awesome. And, and I just love, these are just conversations that we're able to record. So whatever, you know, mistakes I had in the beginning, I, I'm loving that I can learn and see that you were able to get relationships all across, you know, the globe and those have uh, helped you, you know, and people are, I mean, he has somebody, uh, Jerry, who is a big proponent and says, yes, um, this guy you have to have on, which is great during these COVID times for us here in America, because people are learning how to do business virtually. And we've been doing those things, right, as younger people. What is your purpose of bringing in Americans for some of these investments? And can you talk about how Americans can, you know, invest and what those returns and when those returns look like? Because we know Sierra Leone's history, you know, all we hear on this side, oh, the nation of free slaves, the nation of, you know, this and that. But there's also some disconnects in Sierra Leone because before freed slaves came back to Sierra Leone, there were still people who were there. And so a lot of folks, you know, they don't know if they're welcomed in Sierra Leone. They don't know if they're welcome to invest, if they're welcome to buy real estate, will they have ownership, especially um, black people in America, which Africa, Africa is the talk. So can you give us, walk us down that path if a black American first time coming to Africa, what they can expect in investing in Sierra Leone and investing with you. Thank you. One of my intention is to let Americans know that um, despite the challenges in Sierra Leone, as we'll try to go beyond the recent challenges um, faced, uh, that the country faced, especially with the of the 11 years um, civil war coming to the Ebola outbreak and now we have the coronavirus. So let them know that despite all of these um, challenges, there are a lot of opportunities, numerous opportunities in Africa, uh, in Sierra Leone that they can explore and then get potential investment returns at the end of the day. Um, definitely, as you said, um, we I want to see how best 
we can encourage more Americans to come forward, especially black Americans, to come to feel free and um, feel safe that um, Sierra Leone is a safer de destination for them to come and then um, invest. And of course, we have a lot of sectors that are thriving, especially in the area of the mining industry, the area of agriculture, because 70% of our land is arable for agriculture. But yet, um, um, we do not have a lot of people coming in to invest, to take um, advantage of this. So this can be a win-win situation for the country, Sierra Leone, in terms of um, creating food security and ensure we have um, trade balance with the international market and um, also providing very good investment returns for um, Americans who see the need to invest in agriculture or in the mineral sector. And um, also another good area for investment is the area of the ICT. There has been no better, much um, advancement in this particular area. And so we want to see how best we encourage more Americans to come forward and then um, look at sectors like the ICT and then invest because we live in, an, in, in, an, in, in a revolution where um, technology is at the helm of every affairs. We are projecting technology. So this could be a thriving and um, very laudable venture for um, investors in the United States of America to look at um, putting their finances into and then expect something very huge at the end of the day. But agriculture, I have so much interest in agriculture because um, 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 we see the issue of food uh, is a very basic necessity and uh, it is needed by everybody and every day. So I want to encourage more Americans um, to, yeah, we are looking for different set of investors. Be you an angel investor, be you a capital investor, you are welcome. Depending, just come forward with a proposal. We look at what the deal is, what um, is in there for the country to benefit, for those you are working with from Sierra Leone to benefit. And then we look at what is in it for you to benefit. Because at the end of the day, we have a responsibility to also protect our investors coming in. So, and so we, we protect their interest because some of them are coming. They do not know um, the, 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 the country. They do not have much knowledge about the people, the culture, the way of life and all of that. So we have to ensure that um, we protect their investment and at the end of the day, deliver so that we can create that platform, that space for more other Americans to, to, to get the trust um, in Sierra Leone to come home to come here and then invest, especially for black Americans. Sierra Leone is equally home for them, just as any other African country. Sierra Leone is equally home for them and the opportunities are enormous here in terms of investments. Now, I, I do some guest lecturing and speaking and I'm thinking right now of the school, the college that I, the university that I and my wife went to, which is a historical black college, Grambling State. And, you know, thinking about the uh, youth there who say, you know, I'm studying right now and I want to invest. Is this something where I need tens of thousands of dollars? Are there some investments that I can do some micro investments? And what do those look like? Is it a $500 investment and I earn 15% of my money after a certain amount of time? Because a lot of folks, they get mixed up in the all those numbers when you start talking like you know vcs and angels start talking and hey this is a series a and blah 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 your your person who's just new to this doesn't really get that and they should go definitely you know youtube this information but what would you say to that person right now who says i'm in university 
I, I want to invest. This sounds good to me. Are there some micro investments and what do those look like? Definitely, there are rooms for micro investments with um, very good returns. It can be 15% returns, it can be 25%, it can be 30%, and even up to 50% returns. Um, there was a proposal I, I, I tabled a month back in the area of um, the barbershop industry. We have urban cities here that lack some of these opportunities, some of these uh, basic necessities, the area of the barbershop. So, this is a very good um, thriving um, um, business that um, requires just micro investment in order to um, get something lucrative, get say um, something that has a VIP statue where people can come, they don't only get their aircuts thoroughly done, but they get um, other services like pedicure, manicure. And um, we have um, majority of our population uh, is made up of youth and these young, energetic, young uh, people um, love games, you know, the Arsenal, the Manchester and all of that. They want that environment where they can enjoy the camaraderie, have fun, share fun together with their friends. And so we can have um, a system of, um, say, we get a cinema where we do not only like play these super sport games, but um, we also get very good movies that we premiere, especially those that um, are produced here locally, and uh, are dramatized and acted here locally. So we can be premiering these ones. We have these um, cinemas where youngsters can come after work time. They come, they have a very good camera there. You have a, a bowl of popcorn, you know, to share the fun together. So these are all thriving industries where micro-investments can be directed to. And at the end of the day, um, ensure investors get very good returns. Now, you said something that I, I can sometimes, I can hear the haters, right? And I can hear them say, wait, 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 movies? Uh, um, this brother's English sounds very, very well. What language do they speak in Sierra Leone? And is this a place that somebody from America who wants to be into entertainment and, you know, that type of stuff could come and audition or create their own with Sierra Leone be, you know, open to something like that. Talk about how, you know, first the language, because some people will say, you know, they just expect West Africa to be all French and, you know, but please let us know how welcoming Sierra Leone is for the English speaker and what language they'll have to learn when they get All there. right. Okay. Um, what we have as a country, as um, a native language, is called the Creole. It's a form of a pidgin English. Mm. So we call it Creole. That is what we have as um, the native language, um, as, um, apart from the various tribal dialects we have in Sierra Leone. But um, when you send your children to school, they get the opportunity to learn English as the official language. Yeah, and um, improve over time. Yeah, so we always have some of these people, um, some of us who are fast enough and I'm very curious to ensure we master. Although I'm yet perfect, but I'm trying to, to grab up with the, with the English language and master and so too is a lot of other young people. And definitely we have many of them who really can speak eloquently and fluently more than I do. So definitely about 60% to so 70% of our population um, 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 are educated, either fully educated or half educated, but can speak English, 
um, at least if not fluently, but they can speak English and they can understand better. So this that that, that there is there is the atmosphere for people coming from the United States of America to come and then do not have any challenge in terms of communicating with the people of Australia because um, we have a country where majority about six to seventy percent of the population are. are, are are either going to school or have gone to school and are now graduate or at least made some attempts to go at certain level. So definitely English language is not a barrier for the majority of the Sierra Leone population in terms of um, getting investors from the United States of America. Massa, explain this thing, this Creole. Is this Creole, yeah. Because somebody will listen to this and say, what did they talk? and say, is that same Creole that I hear in Nigeria and then the variations from Cameroon, which is really all just one, right? It, 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 it is somehow similar to that of Nigeria. It is similar to that of Nigeria, almost similar, yeah. So, and what's crazy, if we really look like at history, like people say, Weti, you, you know Weti, yes. <laughs> yeah, you know Weti, yeah. So that, so that means, uh, you know what? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but it, it have so many meanings depending on how you use it. But if you know, yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. But that same slang, and I heard um, Jadea speaking about it one time, and he was saying like how people say "I be." He said "I be." That's pigeon. You know, yeah. I, I be, I be this, I be that, and it, you know what it means if you know what it means. And so, yeah. even though I say uh, Black Americans which I tell people, I'm from Okanda. That's Oakland, California, after you see Black Panther. I'm from yeah. Okanda. <laughs> I, the disconnect that we have a lot of times, once you get to the continent and you embrace the, you know, the culture, you'll say, hold on, this is just like my aunt. This is, everything will just fall into place. So it's a great place to invest because we're constantly trying to learn this system where they're changing the rules. But with the, with the language, um, would you say that they will have no problem coming, you know, even if they're, they haven't mastered the, the Queen's English? Because a lot of us don't speak the Queen's English. You know, a lot of us speak slang and they call it Ebonics now. Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely, definitely. There will be no challenge in terms of communication. There will be no challenge in terms of the English. Yeah, uh, although yes, we are uh, like we have a system of the British English, uh, the Queen's English, that um, we speak. But um, looking at um, civilization, um, the country is um, becoming so exposed to the way that yeah, we can understand Ebonics and um, we can relate ourselves better with it. Yeah. Okay, and and I, and for the any of the the other haters, I can hear them say. But I heard that in Sierra Leone, and they sometimes mix up Sierra Leone and Liberia. But I heard, you know, if we come back, they don't like us because we have money or something. Can you talk about if any rumors that you've heard? Because I've really never heard these rumors. Like I've never really heard them in real life. But there may be some things happening with folks who are in different classes, which. I think a lot of times that's where we get a mix-up, a class mix-up, right? But people will think that I heard this and I might not be welcomed. Will Black Americans be welcomed? And is there any beef between that, you know, the social classes that you've seen? No, not actually. Uh, definitely Black Americans are welcome to come 
um, to Sierra Leone, see Sierra Leone as their home, be you from Sierra Leone, be you from Russia, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Ghana, be you from Liberia, be you from um, Cote d'Ivoire, or any other parts of Africa, you are welcome for as long as you are Black American, you are welcome here in Sierra Leone. There is definitely no barrier to invest in Sierra Leone. And um, um, gracefully, we have been recognized in the whole world to be the third most peaceful country in the world. So that tells you that um, there is no worries about issues of insecurities. You come to invest, you are secured at the end of the day because we have uh, people who are tolerant and um, are very um, open, you know, very, very, yeah, the issue of, I, I will not say very honest because it, it happens everywhere, you know, but we have honest and good people in Sierra Leone, despite the fact that, yes, there are maybe few bad eggs, but um, the um, holistically, Sierra Leone is really um, a very friendly and I'm a very good place with high morals for somebody to come and then invest in. We, we, we don't even talk about anything like, um, uh, you know, the negative because 419 happens around the world. Exactly. And, and, and more of it happens here to people. You can see our news, you know, and, and see it, it more happens here, more violence, more corruption happens here than it happens anywhere in Africa. And so I just wanted to clear that up. What about when people come, you know, for business, are foreigners allowed to open up a bank account? And is there any way or what's the process for foreigners, especially, you know, Black Americans feel like they should have some special residency program for us. So if we do bring our dollars we can stay and we, we, we don't have to have a visa in our jump countries. So, you know, one, can foreigners open a bank account? Um, are there any limitations on that bank account? And, and just how does all that work? Definitely no, there are no limitations. And yes, foreigners can have a bank account, especially when you come for business purposes. Um, they, there is definitely provision for that. And um, the limitations depends, just like um, how it happens for citizens of Sierra Leone. It, the same applies for non-citizens. So it depends on the type of account you want to operate. If you want to operate a corporate business account, then um, definitely you have to set what you think is the limit. If you think these accounts should be unlimited, then it will be unlimited. Um, just like it applies for citizens. There is actually no speci special um, 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 rules guiding the citizens as opposed to non-citizens. So everyone is encouraged and, and, and provided for the same platform. Okay. And, and what's the, um, you know, for a bank account, what's the beginning that balance you have to have? Because there's some banks, I'll say for Cameroon, that, you know, they want big money. I mean, sometimes they'll say, we want 100000 for you to open up a bank account. And, and some are, are smaller, but it, it, you know, it depends if you want interest on your account, but some banks, especially French banks, oh, I could talk about the French negatively all day. They, they put these limitations. Um, hey, do you need $100,000? Can you open up a bank account with $1,000 in Sierra Leone? Definitely. Okay. Less than that, in fact. Definitely less than $1,000. When I first got a bank account, I was in high school. I started with $25 with okay. my accounts. Definitely. 
definitely. And uh, when I opened, when I initially opened a corporate account for my company, I opened it with nothing, no expense. Yeah. I had to take about four weeks and then do my initial deposit. I opened it at no, 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 no money deposited in there until after two weeks. I had to do my initial deposit. So definitely. Okay. So the rules surrounding all of that is very flexible in Sierra Leone as opposed to that in the French countries. What about the um, the rules on having your business license? What would you say you 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 paid to start your business? Because then again, I have friends, I'm going to say on the English side of Cameroon, where we know things are, are rough right now for the Amber Boys, that they have a great business, but they can't open it officially because they need too much money to start it, you know? So they have it, but it's not official. Um, what is that starting capital in Sierra Leone? You mean to open a business account? To open up, no, to open up, uh, to register your business. To register a business. Easily, yeah. Okay, it depends on the, the sector you want to um, invest in, you want to start your business in. Yeah, there are different rules that applies in terms of specific sectors, in terms of the registration. But um, there is a law that um, guides this process. There is a statute um, called the Companies Act 2009 that makes clear the provisions for one to get his company registered and incorporated um, in Sierra Leone. And um, we have the Corporate Affairs Commission who is the, the, the body instituted by government to regulate these affairs in terms of registering, starting your business company. So the actual charge to pay to register a company and get your company incorporated in Sierra Leone is $25. Wow. Just $25. You have your company license. You have both the incorporation certificate and you have the certificate of registration for just $25, just that. But there are other procedures and processes. Like for me, I'm operating an agricultural company, a company working in the agricultural sector. So I had to register with corporate affairs. There are other expenses you'll have to incur in terms of getting your documents um, ready, in terms of getting your legal representative, get um, an attorney, to sign some documents, you'll have to like um, subscribe for his brief. Um, and um, I had to register with the Ministry of Agriculture, being the key line ministry in my area of operation. I'm working on the agricultural sector. So I register with them and that registration is renewable annually. So you register like around 11 to $12. And then you'll also have to re register with the, the city council the municipal council, they are in charge of uh, municipal governance, regulating business operations as well. They have jurisdiction at municipal level. So this is why you'll have to register with them. And that is around $50. It is also renewable annually. And um, under the agriculture ministry, there are many other limbs, like you have a particular sector that deals with um, 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 commerce in terms of the international linking you up with international markets. So if you think you have products that have high export potentials, then it is good that you register with um, what we call SLICA, the Sierra Leone um, Chamber of Agribusiness Development. 
So you register with them. All of these registrations are renewable. But um, that of the Corporate Affairs Commission, where you register as a business company and get your certificates of incorporation, it is not renewable. Once you register $25, you have your certificate and license, you operate perpetually if you so desire. Yeah, but um, um, I, I have to, I register with over like um, about 10 entities, the Sierra Leone Local Content Agency, because what I produce has to, uh, is, is one that people consume. So I have to register with the Sierra Leone um, Local Content Agency because along the line, they are also ensuring they provide checks in terms of the quality of what you produce and then um, you send to the market for consumption. So you have to register and they in turn will provide in technical assistance, which is it, you, you will have, you, you no need to pay for them for as long as you are registered with them. And all of these registrations are, are, are renewable on annual basis. So it, it sounds like you can easily register, you know, a company like yours, even with all those, for a thousand dollars and less that you can you know pay for everything that you need to pay for lawyers included exactly exactly okay. you can ju just follow the procedures and so you follow all the pro procedures you have your attorney you have um, um, um the commissioner of oath um from the court of sierra leone to pend they have a particular document we all have to pend their signature do all the due diligence and all of that. Once you follow all of the procedures, um, financial-wise, yeah, it does not cost you much. It costs you less than $1,000 to have your company registered and licensed in Sierra Leone, operating in Sierra Leone, yeah. Okay, now, is that something that you could see yourself providing as a service to foreigners coming in? Definitely. Definitely. That is something I will do and um, I have done for one and uh, I'll, I'm open to provide such services for more foreigners to ensure I assist in facilitating their investments, registering their investments and uh, even providing certain guidance to ensure we safeguard and protect their investments. Okay. And I say that because with everything that we have our hands in, we're blessed to have our hands in, we are our our mission is to make it easier and take out anybody's excuse oh i can't go to africa because it's too expensive we know where the cheaper flights are we know we can show you how to get them oh i don't know where to to stay okay let's help house you and we're working on something with a partner of ours uh going to rwanda right we'll find you a place to stay and train you how to work. And I think this model we could do everywhere because if that's your only excuse, let me connect you with good people like yourself and we'll keep it in the bubble of we make it work business-wise, but we don't have to get rich off one person. Like venture capitalists, we can get rich on everybody and we get wealthy on everybody and everyone can make money because if they come to you for one service, they're going to need more services. You know, it, it's just the way business goes. You, you try, exactly. telling, try telling your attorney you only need him one time and you'll find out, oh, man, I got to pay this guy again. Let me just put him on retainer because it'll be cheaper that way. Um, with that, That's a, a beautiful thing. With I can hear somebody asking me right now. I hear you, people. 
What about if I want to buy land in Sierra Leone? Can I buy it freehold? Is it on a lease, a 99-year lease? What does land by the ocean, because that's what everybody wants, oceanfront. They want beachfront, right on the beach. What <laughs> does that look like in Sierra Leone or Sherbo Sher Is it Sherbo Island? Sabro Island. Sabro Island. Yes. In Bond. In Bond. That is in Bond. Um, actually, I am not um, um, so much privy to the rules that guide um, that particular aspect, but um, I'm sure the rules are always flexible. And Australia Leone is a country that is so open in terms of um, encouraging um, 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 visitors, I'm sorry, investors from the international community. So come and then invest at the end of the day. That is why they have flexible rules. And then they are so, um, as a country, we are so concerned and passionate about ensuring we provide all security measures to protect external investors, uh, investments. So this is why we've been thriving over the years. And um, we are making steady progress in terms of um, developing infrastructurally, in terms of boosting our tourism sector. So this is pretty much one of the reasons why a lot of people from the United States who come here every December to explore, to see this beautiful country, you know, visit its reservation sites, its, the forest, you know, visit the, the Shabro Island, you know, to at least get some very good time. And I'm sure, yeah, there are bigger spaces in terms of you coming to invest, say, on the island. You can, like, come on the island gets um 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 um, um your um get a, get a form of uh, we say uh yeah you can get a resort a form of like a resort like where you have where people coming from abroad can come get the accommodation there is a tennis ball field there is um, a football field all sort of games and then um, you have your pool then you have the, the sea you you know we have people can go to see that they have the beach, they can access the beach. So I have all of these pleasantries. So the opportunity is great in the industry, in the, in the tourism industry. So definitely um, 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 somebody can have a very great deal in terms of um, 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 making, directing their investments on this particular tribe. Okay, I understand you can only speak on what you know. But, you know, is there any beachfront left in Sierra Leone or have the Chinese and other foreigners come? There are, there are, there are. I cannot guarantee you for Freetown, the capital city, because it is, um, I, I, I can see definitely no, no much of a space in the capital city, but definitely like the Bones Island you are talking about, we have the Toke. These are people coming in to invest. They come, they, they secure a particular portion of those areas and then they invest. There are lots of others, a lot of other beach beaches where somebody can come and invest in. But I cannot guarantee you in the area of um, accessing that in the capital city. Okay, and you know what? Whenever I go somewhere, capitals are great. And, and New York and, and you know places out here are great. DC, great. 
those big places, but you really don't get to see the heart until you go out a little bit. And so, you know, I'd be more interested in the places that we haven't ever heard of, but are beachfront, but you can relax and be with locals. Cause I don't like going somewhere and I'm around a whole bunch of folks yelling out, Texas and you know you're like man get out of here like I want to be able to relax you know for a vacation so those those places um you know keep us posted here with the diversified game because we're we're here to show people how to start a business how to sustain and how to succeed in doing unique things and I think what you're doing, having various businesses and, and your arms and a lot of things and now branching out and being respected is something that people can say, hold on, this man from Sierra Leone, he didn't tell me his dad was the president. He didn't tell me he had a whole bunch of money growing up, but he's made this agriculture business start. And I might've been given five acres, you know what I mean? And I didn't yeah. do anything with it. So you, 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 you were in, you know, the seminary, you know, the one who sows and the one who just hides and, and doesn't do anything with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we, we can get to preach and bring you back and say, okay, give, give us <laughs> Because you did say you were the prefect. And if you guys didn't catch ah, it. Yes, I was a senior prefect there. Yeah. Yes, that means he was his Val, the Val Victorian, for those of you who aren't familiar with that language. He was the best. Yeah the best crim crim in his class so <laughs> no that that's a no that's awesome with your businesses would you say that you had to get a whole bunch of venture capital i know you said you had no money in the bank when you opened the account but was it something where you had investors or did you just start from scratch meaning literally nothing I started um, with my bootstrapping. I do bootstrap finances from monies I have been like um, saving in my personal accounts. You know, I've been jobbing, volunteering for organizations, and at the end of the month, have something as a return, and then I save. And then I had to share, pitch my business idea with my family. Yeah, for some, they'll say, uh, why? You read law. Why are you not going to the court? Why are you not thinking of going to the court? Go to the bar. Go to the law school, sit your bar exam, and then get your license and go to the court. And I said, yes, that is something lucrative. Uh, it feels good being in your suits, going to the court to defend the clients. I said, but um, I have made a resolution. I asked myself, um, what can I do to give my life a meaning? And for me, it is not um, to pursue, continue. I can do the law career, but not to like, give my attention there because there I am making the people my employers. So I want to choose a path where I can give my life more meaning by, by giving very good impact, causing greater impact in the lives of people. Where I can be an employer and then encourage people, especially those in our rural communities who could not access good education. So they are farmers, the women. These are women who have been just involved in subsistence farming. So because they do not have the support, they do not have the platform where they can improve on their skills in terms of enhancing um, good, increased productivity, and then get a readily available market. So I have come to change the model. And now I am very proud to say 
I am working, my company is working successfully with 50 women farmers. And then now we just attract the World Bank funding of $120,000, which will position us in the coming months to ensure we increase the number of women farmers we work with from 50 to 150 women farmers. So we are spreading out our impact, spreading out the impact to ensure we reach more home. Because at the end of the day, in Sierra, in a country like Sierra Leone, these women play a fundamental role in terms of uh, economical, uh, economical wise, in terms of providing basic necessities for the family, especially in our rural communities. They have to like um, take the burden of providing good health, providing good education for their children. So this is why at our business model, we specifically target and we prioritize working with women farmers to ensure we uplift them economically and all of that. Okay, what um, with hiring that many people and in the farm, we keep hearing how, you know, uh, the cell phone in Africa is so key and really changing the game. Are you paying people via their cell phone or is it cash? We pay them cash, we pay them um, through uh, mobile money transactions. You know, um, Sierra Leone is um, lucky to have um, a fintech. We are in, um, people can do mobile money transactions using one of these mobile companies. You know, we have one major one with um, Orange, Sierra Leone. So there you can have your phone, you have a money in your wallet, and then you do transaction to, to, to pay the farmers. And definitely, yeah, the, the, in terms of the, connect, the connectivity, the network, it is very stable. And this is why um, you can be in the urban city and then do your financial transactions with the farmer in the rural towns and then through mobile phone. So at times we pay them in cash, at times we pay them through mobile phone, depending on how they want to receive their payments. At times they have a group because we work with cooperatives. They have a group, they are out, they are the companies outgrowth. So some of them have bank accounts. So when they supply us certain number of um, produces, we go to the account, we deposit the money for them in there. So they access it as a group and then they distribute it among themselves equally. Okay, no, that, that's awesome. That's awesome. Because the rest of the world, uh, we, we might get the phones, you know, after Asia first, depending on, you know, the, the issue. But with the contactless payments, America is very behind. And you don't notice that until you go to, even you can go to Europe and you can't even catch a bus unless you have, you know, something on your phone. There's, there's no tickets. There's it's nothing. It's going to be more of a headache. You can't do it because we tried and we couldn't do it. And I thought I knew London and I thought I, you know, knew, you know, Paris. And I'm like, you can't do anything without it being contactless. And then when you go to West Africa, it's very similar in certain, I'm said, wow, I'm just amazed because in most of our grocery stores, we still can't do contactless payments. I mean, the bigger stores now you can, but sometimes there's even issue with that, with just your phone. So um, Africa, I tell people is the now and the future. What is, with all the success that you're having with your business, what is the uh, community give back that you're doing or that you want to do in the future? 
uh, we are just starting. One of the impact we create is to ensure we employ youth. These are university graduates who have been um, for years without job opportunities. So we create that platform that employs them and then give them something at the end of the day. Um, so that is one far-reaching impact because some of them have people who depend on them and at the end of the day, they'll have to provide for these people. So we have changed their lives to make them more responsible, to ensure we, we, we discourage them from embarking in um, things that brings about um, threats to society in terms of insecurities, in terms of conflict, because um, we have a very high number of unemployed youth in Sierra Leone. So this is why some of them are influenced to engage in organized crimes, in um, 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 all sort of um, activities that may be somehow um, a threat to the peaceful existence, coexistence of the, of the communities here in Sierra Leone. So one of the things, again, we intend to work on to give back to the community is to ensure we roll out a scholarship scheme to provide affordable and accessible education for um, young people in the rural communities to see how best um, those children who cannot afford, whose parents cannot afford to support their children to school, to see how best we can step in as a company, have a particular amount of our returns every year, particular percentage dedicated to ensure we support those children to provide for them um, 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 good and quality education at the end of the day so that they also can become um, um, resourceful to help the country and help their communities. Now, I, I want to ask a question and, and I want to tell you why I'm asking it because somebody could be listening to this and say, I think I can come and start a business there. And I hear him saying he's hiring, you know, um, a good amount of people, great amount of people for the right reasons, because we're seeing through West Africa folks with, you know, PhDs who are driving taxi cabs, which is, you know, all through the different countries, which is a shame. But you're also seeing that here in America, pre prior to COVID, people with higher degrees working at Starbucks or working at retail, you know, things that they are not supposed to, in theory, have to do. Because when we're in grad school, no one's saying, hey, I'm going to go work for minimum wage after, you know, you say I got to in America, we got to pay all this money back, you know, because we're all taking loans. What is the, you know, average pay for, you know, maybe your farm workers that you have to pay? Because I want someone to see with the money they have, how far it can stretch. Um, it depends on the quantity in terms of um, produce they are supplying to us as a company. It ranges from 300, 500, 1,000, 1,200, up to 30,000, uh, sorry, um, um, up to $3,000. So it, 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 it differs to the um, quantity of month? produce. Is that a month? They are supplying us. Seasonal. Oh, seasonal. It's seasonal. Seasonal. Oh. So they produce for a particular season and supply to us, and we pay them. But uh, the money we pay them, if they be provided the 
um, the quantity they are supplying to us is great, can sustain them for the next six months. So, like, we, we add value on the orange flesh sweet potato, for example, one of the products we add value on. Um, the orange flesh sweet potato takes about um, 14, 14 weeks. That's um, three months and two weeks. Yeah. So, they produce. What we do is to provide them the vines, the cuttings. We provide them fertilizer. We provide them the machinery in terms of irrigation machinery. If, for example, you are cultivating it during the dries. So we provide all of these supports for them. We have an agreement with them. They sell to the company at a particular quantity. So at the end, all they will have to do is provide the labor. We will provide all of these things for them. So after they have harvested, they supply the raw produces to us as a company, and then we make the payments to them. You know, so it's seasonal. It's not on monthly basis. Okay. Now, and for somebody who is listening and says, okay, oh, seasonal sounds even better. I mean, I can afford that. I have, you know, maybe $10,000. Is there a way that I can invest that? And will I, you know, how long will I have to wait? Because I want to try to build a business there. I said, I got 10000 and I want to just start something. So if I relocate there, I have money coming from there. And maybe they have like a retirement, you know, or some type of social security that um, they, they have where they can get paid, but they want to live and die in Africa. Do you think that's something, is that, do they need more money before they come and reach out to you? Because we want you to have your money too. You, you're a consultant. You got to get your money too. I tell people all exactly. the time, the consultant must eat too. So yeah. if, if they have 10000 and say, I want to put this money somewhere, um, is there a way through your company and even your consulting, is, there, is, there, um, is that enough or should they start higher? Yeah, sure. They, 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 they can start with that. And then in terms of the, the duration, it depends on the particular um, um, product you want to invest in. Some takes about a month or two, some three months, some four months. Like, for example, if you want to come and invest in fruits, um, let's say for pineapples, pineapples take about four months to have them fully matured and, and ready to be harvested. But if you want to invest in something like oranges, so you'll have to expect your returns, say, you'll have to be expecting your, your, your harvest, your first harvest, say, in two years' time. Mm. Yeah. So it's, it's really, if you want to invest in cashew nuts, in cashew, in, 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 in cashew production, you know, it, it has to take some time, maybe two to three years, you know, for the, 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 the first harvest for you to start getting something at the end of the day. But if you want to invest in the areas like cassava flour or starch to export in the area of cassava, um, um, sweet potato, in the area of, um, say, um, poultry, in the area of, um, say, um, 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 in the area of uh, mango, you know, these are, you can have them uh, within three months time, four months time, five months time. Okay. And so you really have to, I mean, like in any good investment, you have to be able to, to, you know, take the ride. You said something though about export. And when, you know, I think about exporting different African products all the time, 
but they put a, a cap on certain things. Like you cannot get Cameroonian ananas, uh, pineapple at all in America. They, I've had people try to sneak it in. You can't get it. And if you could taste a Cameroonian pineapple, Americans would say, I never had pineapple before in my life because this pineapple was too sweet. It was like candy. Do you know of the products that can be shipped to America? Are these things that are shipped to other countries inside of Africa or Europe or Asia? Yeah, definitely. Um, so far, I think one of... I don't know of any restriction other than products like marijuana, mm. which yeah, are, are laws uh, is yet to permit in terms of getting them grown in about exporting them. So it is it is prohibited because the law and the rules do not um, permit such products to be grown here locally and uh, such product to be exported out of the country to other countries. Because um, till date, we consider marijuana to be illegal, according to the laws of Sierra Leone. But other than that, all other products can be exported from Sierra Leone. And that I can tell you authoritatively. Okay, so, so you've heard no restrictions on food? No restrictions, absolutely. I, I wanted to ship... Um... And I was coming back from Cameroon, so I looked for Cameroon, African soil, because I already had my branding in my mind, and I looked at what the rules were, and it was like, you cannot even ship soil. You can ship sand, because we know the soil there is so rich. And I said, I want to get in the dirt business. And I tell these things because you and others will listen, and people will reach out to me and say... We can do that over here. And then it's like, okay, let's make a plan. Let's see what it's going to take. Because at the same time of being in Africa, America consumes so much. You still want to have a business in Africa where you can make money in everywhere. And, and African soil is just, you know, I, I, I buy and, and get into things that interest me. I like playing in the dirt. And I see the future of Africa to the point where even the dot Africa domain, you know, only like 30,000 people have a dot Africa domain. Yeah. And so that means in the future, how many people are going to be scrambling now? It's even hard to find a dot com when you want to do something. Yeah. And it's wide open. Byron Allen made made money off buying dot coms and dot TVs and 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 I have so many domain names I can't even tell you how many, but I I've been going hard for the dot Africas, especially if they're popular companies because they're gonna have to pay for those, you know. To yeah, yeah. So it it, it just shows you that there's so much money to be made on the continent besides agriculture and barber shops. Are there any other, and consulting, are there any other businesses that you are already involved in? Um, not yet, but I have one I'm currently working on and I have just registered it. I am looking at um, starting operations early 2021, sometime around 
February to March next year. Um, it's a form of um, capital financing, providing microfinance support to farmers and um, to young graduates who want to start their businesses. And at the end of the day, we just 15% interest mm -hmm. on returns. Our banks here operate at 30% and a minimum 25% interest. So I want to like, since I've seen a lot of opportunities and potentials in this and the need for access to finance, especially for young people with good innovative ideas, you know, but finances has been a challenge. Accessing finance has been a challenge. So I want to see how best I can uh, make it pretty much flexible, but um, with robust strategies that ensure at the end of the day, we secure uh, our investments to ensure we have what we give you with the returns on the stipulated time. So this is what I'm looking forward to start early in uh, by next year somewhere around February to March. Yeah, definitely to invest in terms of um, providing financial um, um, support, financial lending to um, young graduates with very brilliant business ideas and farmers to ensure they, they, they improve on their productivity. Well, what, at what, at what um, time could foreigners get in on that to say, hold on, we wanted to see, you know, the people who you're going to support, what those numbers look like. And, you know, maybe we can just kind of pick and choose and say, I want to support that because that's a great cause or that's a, a great industry that I'd like to get into. And this would be my way in. At what point would you allow, you know, foreigners to invest in that? They are open even at the initial stages we are looking for because, the more we have opportunities for foreigners to come in and invest, the more we can widen our scope, our operation scope, to ensure we reach out to more people. And here the economies of scale apply. So the, the, the more capital we have, the more clients we have, the more money we are able to make within the shortest possible time. So we are not putting a particular time frame to say we are bootstrapping the company we are financing it to this point, and then we will be open up to investment. We can accept investment even now. So the, the, the company's name is Sarah Capital, and um, we are looking forward to launch officially in February. And, and I, I hope that you share all those plans with me. I, I really get excited when I think about, and that's what the whole Mall of Africa, dot Africa is about, to show people where they can put their money in Africa and people that we've spoken to and been able to vet as best as possible. Um, you know, the only thing I'll tell you is, you know, all these are investments. And you, you have a very clear idea of how you want to do it. The number one thing, especially for Black Americans, they've heard all the negative stories, typically, normally, from other Africans. They don't know, you know, and other Africans are telling them, oh, no, you can't trust anybody. And we have to get over that hump so we can get over the riches. But also when people invest, um, I've had it where entrepreneurs anywhere in the world will start telling you excuses and start making it seem like the investor 
has to understand. And I try to tell entrepreneurs all the time, the investor only has to invest. They don't have to understand anything because you've already sold it to them. So be quiet, get them their money so you can get more money. And, exactly. and you know, that, that's it. That's all that matters. And so we, we, we just have to make sure we push that through documentary. Um, Augustine takes beautiful video, you guys. I mean, this guy, uh, I know he says farming, but he could be a videographer. I know he has <laughs> a movie. My goodness. I mean, I'm looking at it and I'm just like, this guy, is he got a camera? Is this is a documentary. Um, <laughs> that you you know you really put together and I'd love to see it because I'd love to be able to pitch it to some of my friends in that business over here because we love movies and we love movies that are filmed in Africa and we can tell a story. So I don't want to give the people what I call a game overload. I want them to uh, hit you up if they have, you know, proper business. I want the influencers to have you on so you can talk more but your links will be in the description box. You guys, like, share, subscribe. Augustine, I thank you for coming on. Thank you. Thank you very much, Kellen, for the opportunity. And I want to thank the thousands and thousands of um, viewers and listeners out there. And I want to encourage everybody that Sierra Leone is a safer home in terms of investment. It's a safer destination. Um, there are challenges, yes, but as a country, Every now and then, we are trying to transcend, to go beyond those challenges. The opportunities are enormous in Sierra Leone in terms of investment. So we want to encourage every American who see the need to invest in Africa to look at Sierra Leone as that destination where they can invest and then get very good returns on their investments. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifiedGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.